what I want to do with my money is I think what everybody wants to do. I want to make as much as I can make. If I can make 10%, 20%, 30%, I want to make as much as I can make. But just as important, maybe more important, I don't want to lose what I've already got. See, I got enough money to retire. The worst thing I could do is lose it. So I want to make as much as I can make, but I don't want to lose what I've already got. Vanguard can't do that for me. Fidelity can't do that for me. Mr. Ken Fisher cannot do that for me. But that's what annuities can do for me. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Chris, today's guest is absolute stud. If you've been in the insurance industry for any amount of time, you have heard of Tom Hegna. And if you're listening to this podcast, not a single person would not does not want to sell more life insurance in their business. And if you do, this is the podcast for you. Tom is nationally recognized, has spoken for many of the largest companies contracted by them and has just an amazing message today. If you've not heard of Tom, check him out at tomhegna.com forward slash webinar. But man, I'm excited. Instead of getting into the specifics, you just got to listen to this podcast yourself. Chris, what about you, man? Three words. Know your craft. Tom Hagen is such a brilliant guy. I got so much wealth out of just speaking with him and listening to him to the point that I'm like rethinking my retirement planning. And I feel like I'm not even going to do it any justice to even try to repeat what he said. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. Google makes it easy. Swipe a card, pay for marketing. Sure, you get a few more phone calls, but they have nothing to do with your business. The truth is Google can't understand the buyer's intent. Enter Matt and Maddie Jonesa, the husband-wife duo adding intention to your online marketing game. As a State Farm agent himself, Matt built his business by maximizing the volume and quality of inbound calls. His success led to the creation of DirectClicks, a company helping insurance agents across the country grow their business through online campaigns. They focus on Google ads so you don't have to spread your budget across the internet. With attention to detail and transparency, they provide monthly review calls exclusivity, and the lowest cost per click. So before you swap that card, contact Matt and Maddie Jones at directclicksinc.com. Again, that's directclicksinc.com. Tom, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. So for people that don't know you, don't know your story, haven't heard you speak, I've had the pleasure of hearing you speak several times. For those that don't know you, can you just give a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm originally from a small town of Minnesota. I went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military. I spent six years active duty Army. I spent 16 and a half years U.S. Army Reserve. I retired as a lieutenant colonel in 2006. I've been in this business for about 30 years. I was an agent at MetLife. I was a manager at MetLife and I was the National Variable Life Manager at, at MetLife. I then went over to New York Life, where I started out as an annuity wholesaler and kind of worked my way up to be the national manager and all the wholesalers reported to me. And then I kind of worked my way up to become a senior executive officer in the company. 
And then I left, I retired there in night in 2011. I went out on my own. I've written five books on retirement and I have a PBS TV special that's played in 80 million homes in the U S and Canada. And my business model got turned upside down just like everybody else's a few months ago. My speaking revenue went down to zero because nobody's having any meetings, but I'm having my best year ever. So go figure. I quickly put things virtually. I'm doing webinars. I put a bunch of webinars online and then my products, my books, my audiobooks, my white papers, my online training and coaching is perfect for this environment. And so DVDs as well. And so, you know, advisors have been buying my products and using it to sell more annuities, life insurance, and long-term care. My products have helped sell billions of dollars of annuities and life insurance and long-term care. So it works. And I've helped thousands of financial advisors become millionaires and multimillionaires. And that's what I focus on is just trying to help them sell more. Where did the passion, and whenever you talk, people can sense your passion about life insurance and annuities and retirement planning. Where did that come from? Was there one moment that you were meeting with someone in your previous career that just made you say, wow, this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life? How did that passion get started? Well, I mean, I'd always been on the variable side, variable annuities, variable life insurance. But then when I went to New York Life, they were really the first company to focus on retirement income. They were probably about 10 years ahead of the rest of the industry. And since I was running all the wholesalers, I had to come up with how are we going to get this field force that's used to selling variable annuities to now sell SPIAs and DIAs, which are totally boring products. Like, how do you get a field force to do that? And that was my mission. And so I had to really research. I read white papers from PhDs all over the world. And I started learning about these mortality credits, longevity credits. I started finding out that you cannot retire optimally without using life insurance, annuities, and long-term care. That is a fact. If you want to get the most for the least in retirement, you've got to put those products in your portfolio. You've got to have at least a base level of guaranteed lifetime income. I mean, every PhD in the world will tell you that because you've got to take longevity risk off the table. And if you use life insurance to go to your kids, that allows you to spend all the rest of your money. So you can spend more if you've got life insurance to go to the kids and you can buy life insurance for pennies on the dollar. And then one of the biggest risks in retirement is long-term care. So you've got to have a plan. And I say any plan is better than no plan, but you've got to have a plan to take that risk off the table. So a lot of people think that retirement's all about the stock market or real estate. That's not true. A financially successful retirement has two very simple components. Component number one is they need to have increasing income for the rest of their life. And component number two is risk management. You've got to take key retirement risks off the table. And so the more I studied this stuff, the more I found this is just incredible. And at the time we got New York Life to be a 42% market share of SPIAs and DIAs, which is unheard of when there's thousands of companies out there that one company would have a 42% market share. And I still think they're up near 40%. Wow. Unbelievable. So I have to say in light of everything that's going on and as many years as you've been doing this, so how long have you been in the retirement market, would you say? Well, even when I was an advisor 30 years ago, I was working with a lot of retirees. So I've been selling annuities as a producer 30 years ago. I don't do any more personal production, but I've probably been in this retirement market for 30 years, but really like in depth with the retirement income, probably the last 15 years. So with all that being said, I mean, there was 2008, there was certainly 9-11. You've seen so many ups and downs in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Is it more common that what was true 30 years ago is still true today? Or 
are things and market dynamics different so that advisors need to be aware of those differences today than what it was 15, 20, 30 years ago? There are things that are the same and there are things that are different. I mean, the basic core things remain. You need to cover your basic living expense with guaranteed income. You need to optimize the rest of your portfolio to protect yourself against inflation. You want to maximize your social security benefits. You should consider a hybrid retirement, maybe working a couple of years. You got to have a plan for long-term care. But now, you know, there's new tools with using home equity wisely. I mean, interest rates are much lower than they were. I mean, 15 years ago, interest rates were 7 8%. Now they're 1% or less. That's a big difference for retirees. The stock market, unfortunately, too many people think the stock market just always goes up and that is not going to be the case. And there's going to be a lot of people that get burned. I tell people, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you can close your eyes and dollar cost average in the stock market, you'll be fine. On your 65th birthday, you'll probably be rich. It's fine. But if you're in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, that doesn't work because it's no longer dollar cost averaging. It is now dollar cost ravaging because if you take money out of your portfolio and the market goes down, as the market goes down, you have to take out more and more and more. And then when the market goes back up, then that grows back. It's you just took it out and spend it. And then the market goes down, you got to take out more and more and more. And when the market goes back up, none of that grows back is you just took it out and spend it. And all it takes is a couple dips early in retirement and your portfolio can enter a desk spiral it will never come out of. And that is why I believe people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s should not be naked in the stock market. You should have an annuity. You should have some guarantees because variable annuities get a bad rap because their fees are too high is what people say. Well, those people are doing the wrong thing. They're comparing a variable annuity to a mutual fund or an ETF. That's the wrong comparison. You should compare a variable annuity to a hedge fund or to buying puts or selling stocks short because the annuity has guarantees that those other products don't have. And when you compare a variable annuity to a hedge fund or buying puts or selling stocks short, the variable annuity is a great deal. See, mutual funds and ETFs don't have guarantees that variable annuities do. And I don't think I'm any different. Remember, I'm a baby boomer. I'm pretty much going to retire next year sometime. And what I want to do with my money is I think what everybody wants to do. I want to make as much as I can make. If I can make 10%, 20%, 30%, I want to make as much as I can make. But just as important, maybe more important, I don't want to lose what I've already got. See, I got enough money to retire. The worst thing I could do is lose it. So I want to make as much as I can make, but I don't want to lose what I've already got. Vanguard can't do that for me. Fidelity can't do that for me. Mr. Ken Fisher cannot do that for me. But that's what annuities can do for me. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents. So we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, Let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. I don't even know where to, <laughs> where to go from here. I feel like I was just like bombarded with so much knowledge that it's just kind of like hard to even think, where do I go from here? But it's obvious when I hear you speak that you have so much experience with this. I mean, you bring a wealth of knowledge to the table. So how do you currently work with people who are producing today? Like, how do you pass your knowledge on to them? Well, I got several ways. Number one, I do live events. 
Now that's kind of put down, but I do live webinars now. So companies hire me to train their advisors. Advisors hire me to do public webinars to their clients. In the month of May alone, I got in front of 10,000 people. I don't normally get in front of 10,000 people when I'm doing live events, but with virtual, I can do that. So that's one way. Another way is I have an online training and coaching program. It's called Tom Hegna on Demand, where you can have access to me seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It does three things. Number one, training. I put my entire brain online. So everything I've ever presented is in this Tom Hagdon on demand. It's little three to five minute videos, everything I know about annuities, life insurance, long-term care, social security, estate planning, business planning, all of that's on there. So it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at anything. And I've spent over 10,000 hours presenting. I've spent over 10,000 hours studying this business. And I think one of the problems is most advisors aren't spending the time they need to get the tools. I can fast track people right to the top, but they don't take the time to do it. The second thing it does is it's a coaching program. So like right before an appointment, you can get right on your phone. You're sitting on the, the people are going to come in or you're going to go in their house and you go to Tom Hagdon on demand and hit the client coach, a video me pops up. I say, tell me about this appointment. Is your client single or married? You click single. How old is this person? 72. Once you hit those two buttons, a video me pops up and I say, okay, so you're going on an appointment with a 72 year old widow. Here's going to be her key concerns. Here's the products you're probably going to use. Here's the questions you should ask her. Here's going to be her objections and here's how I would handle those objections. And I coach them for five to eight minutes. Now the next day they're going on an appointment with a 35 year old couple that had married 35, a video me pops up and I coach them totally different than I did the day before for the 72 year old widow. And then the third thing it does is client education. I always ask people, who's educating your clients? Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, Ken Fisher, or would you rather have me educate them? See, as part of the PBS TV special, I had established retire happy you. And this is for clients. And it's just maybe a one to two hour course that walks them through how to retire the optimal way. They got to have a plan, why they need to work with a financial professional. How do you maximize your social security benefits? What is a hybrid retirement? How do you protect yourself against inflation? Why do you need guaranteed income in retirement? What type of long-term care should you have? How do you use your home equity wisely? And then I show them how to use life insurance to get the most for the least that they can pass wealth to their children and grandchildren for pennies on the dollar. That allows them to spend the rest of their money. And when a client watches that, the advisor gets an email. Hey, Mr. Mr. Johnson just watched the section on long-term care. Mrs. Anderson just watched the section on guaranteed lifetime income so they can follow up with them. And they can, over time, rotate an unlimited number of people through that system. So that's another way that training, coaching, and client education system. And then I do industry events, and I've recorded several free webinars, too. And they can go to tomhagna.com forward slash webinars, and I've got free webinars, and they're powerful. There's a webinar on there on how to survive in this lockdown environment, how to thrive in it. There's a webinar on life insurance, on handling objections, on how to give webinars and seminars, and then my Don't Worry, Retire Happy Talk, the seven steps to retirement security. So those are the ways that I typically help financial advisors. Tom, a lot of people listening to us work for different parent companies, and one parent company in particular was just able to get access to a wholesaler to be able to sell certain annuities, and specifically some variable annuities. So what can you say to those advisors, insurance agents that are out there about how they can leverage that opportunity? I think it's a tremendous opportunity because that one company in particular is one of the only companies in America that lets the client be 100% invested in equities. Most variable annuities don't let you be 100% in equities anymore. They make you be 80, 20 or 70, 30 or 60, 40. 
but this particular company would let you be 100% in equities. And so you can have the upside of the market, but it's got guarantees, whether it's an income benefit guarantee or withdrawal benefit guarantee. There's some companies out there with cash value guarantees, death benefit guarantees, and that's what's important. Like when you get in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, Yes, you want to make money, but more importantly, you don't want to lose what you've already got. You don't get a chance to go do it again. And so just so you know, there were hundreds of variable annuity subaccounts last year that were up over 20 and 30% after fees. Well, you know what? For me as an investor, that's fine. If I can make 20 or 30% in a bull market, I'm happy, okay? And if I make 31 instead of 33%, do you think I'm going to lose sleep over that? No, because when the market crashes, I've got protection. I've got guarantees. I can sleep at night. My money's not gone. I don't have to worry about losing all my money because I've got some guarantees in that contract. And that's what I think is so important. And I think Americans just don't realize how far the market can fall and how long it can be down. Do you realize the Japanese stock market has been down for over 30 years? The European stock market has been down for over 20 years. Think about those people wow. who retired in Japan or Europe and they thought, oh, markets always go up and down, but over time they always go up. They don't always go up. They don't always go up, okay? And if you happen to retire right when there's the 20 year stretch or 30 year stretch where the market does little or nothing or goes down, you're not gonna be a happy camper. But I am, I'm gonna be playing golf, I'm gonna be traveling, I'm gonna be doing all the things I want because I put guarantees on my money. So obviously upon doing like due diligence upon you, I did learn about paychecks and playchecks. So if you could please elaborate on that. So paychecks and playchecks was my first book. And the way that happened was I spoke at MDRT top of the table in 2009. And then I spoke MDRT main platform at the annual meeting in 2010. And the title of my talk was Paychecks and Playchecks. And when I went out on my own, we used that as the outline for my book. And then we just took each section and built it out. And what Paychecks and Playchecks really does is it talks about the risks in retirement and how to mitigate those risks. And it concludes with four very simple steps. Step number one, you should cover your basic living expenses in retirement with guaranteed lifetime incomes. So you need to figure out how much money do you need to live your normal retirement lifestyle. And that should be covered with guaranteed lifetime income. Now, there are only three sources of guaranteed lifetime income. Social security, because it's a lifetime income income annuity, pension, it's a lifetime income annuity, and whatever you're short, you need to go and buy some form of lifetime income annuity. Step number two, you need to optimize the rest of your portfolio to, to protect yourself against inflation. That's why you need to have increasing income, not just income for the rest of your life, increasing income to protect yourself against inflation. And then step number three, you must have a plan for long-term care. No retirement plan is complete without a plan for long-term care. And step number four, the most efficient way to pass wealth to children, grandchildren, and charities is with life insurance. See, too many people are thinking they got to leave their kids money. I tell people, don't leave your kids any money. Spend all your money. Spend every last penny you got. The last check you ought to write ought to go to the undertaker and that baby ought to bounce, all right? I want you to spend your money. Leave them life insurance. And then I use me as an example. So we got four kids. So one day we're sitting around saying, hey, how much we leave the kids? My wife said, I don't know. What do you think? I said, well, if we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance policy, name the four kids a beneficiary. When we're both gone, they'll get a million bucks tax-free. That's 250000 a piece tax-free. Let's start there. So we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance policy, named the four kids a beneficiary. That policy is completely paid up. Do you know what the total cost of that million dollar policy was? $150,000. So now think about that. For 15 cents on the dollar, we transfer a million bucks tax-free to our kids. Hey, who gets to spend the rest of the money? We do. So we're going to spend our money for 15 cents on the dollar. We're going to leave our kids a million bucks and they'll get more because there'll be the house. There'll be stuff left over, but we're not going to have to live a diminished retirement worrying about leaving our kids some money. That's already done. And now we get to spend all the rest of our money. And that's another thing. People don't realize that most retirees are not overspending. 
They're underspending. They don't do this just in case. Oh, interest rates are low. We got to save this money. Oh, what if the market goes down? What if Bitcoin crash? And they never spend their money. They just sit there just in case, just in case, just in case. And when I was an advisor, I'd say, wait a minute now. You told me when you retired, you're going to join the country club. You're going to buy a new boat. You're going to go see the world. Have you done that yet? No, they haven't done that yet. So they're living this just in case, just in case, just in case. Then they die. What happens to money? Goes to the kids. What do the kids do with it? They join the country club. They buy a new boat. They go see the world. I tell people, look, I want you to join the country club. I want you to see the world. I want you to spend your money. And the only way you can do that is if you have income. See, I've done this whole thing now. I'm big on math and science and economics, but lately I've been talking about psychonomics. See, people have been psychonomically programmed to fail in retirement because think about this. You got a paycheck every two weeks, your entire working career, and you had no problems. You got it. You spent most of it. You saved a little bit. You paid for your house, paid for your car. You went on trips. You bought stuff. You got and spent a paycheck every two weeks, your entire working career. But when was the last time you rated your 401k? When was the last time you took 200 grand out of your bank account or your brokerage account? Oh, no, we can't do that. We got to save it. We got to grow it. We got to protect it. We can't touch it. Will you do that for 45 years? Do you honestly think you're waking up in your 60th birthday saying, by golly, I'm going to blow my 401k today. You can't do it. People can't spend their assets. They've been psychonomically programmed not to touch those assets. And most people are going to go to their graves, never touching their assets, which is why the PhDs who study retirement say you should take a portion. I've never said take all. Take a portion of your assets and turn those into those guaranteed paychecks and playchecks because you've been programmed to spend those. And you see, it's the spending of money in retirement that allows you to enjoy your retirement. It's the travel. It's the dinners out. It's the bottles of wine with your friends. That's how you enjoy your retirement. I don't care how many millions of dollars you got stashed in some account somewhere. If you're scared to death to do anything with it, it will do nothing for your retirement. And that's really what Paychecks and Playchecks is all about. I mean, I just get inspired every time I hear you talk, but I want to ask this. So let's say that I'm listening to this podcast and I, I used to be active in meeting with clients and going through retirement conversations income planning, retirement, whatever, but I've gotten out of it for whatever reason. I have a different time in my life, but I want to get back in. I know I can help people. I know financially it'd be good for my business, but it seems it can be almost a little overwhelming. They want to do what's right for the customer. They want to do what's right for the client to help them out. Where would you suggest that they at least start? Certainly they may have been active with life insurance, but they've not been active in securities or annuities, et cetera. Where do you suggest that they begin? Well, I mean, obviously I could help them with my training and coaching, but I would say also meet with those wholesalers. You know, those companies come with wholesalers too, and those wholesalers are a wealth of knowledge. And if you were really serious and you said, look, I want to get really good at selling these annuities or I want to get really good at selling life insurance, there are people who will help you do that. They get compensated by helping advisors increase their sales. I was a wholesaler and I was a pretty good one, and that's why I kept getting promoted. Pretty soon all the wholesalers reporting to me. So I know what a good wholesaler can do. And so like, now I'm a wholesaler to the world. I can help anybody, but those specific company wholesalers know those products inside and out. And that's one of the things you got to know your stuff. If you're going to get in this, you got to understand it. You got to know what the fees are. You got to know what the guarantees are. You got to know what's not guaranteed, but first you got to know your stuff. But then if you really want to be good, you got to know your competitor stuff too. And I'll just give you a quick 
example. When I was a brand new agent with MetLife, what do brand new agents do? They sell mortgage protection, right? So we got our new homeowners list and I call them up and I go just meet with them to sell them life insurance to protect their mortgage. Well, we didn't even have five-year, 10-year, 20-year term. We had none of that. We had annual renewable term. And so everybody shopped that first year rate. Well, I was getting my butt kicked at the time by New York Life. I ended up working for them. But at the time I was losing to them because they had a lower first year rate on their annual renewable term. Well, I finally got a hold of their policy, their illustration. I found out, yeah, their first year rate was lower, but they were more expensive, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And so once I learned that, I never lost another case. So you can't just know your stuff. You got to know your major competitor stuff better than your competitors. One of the things I was taught that was helpful to me is I was taught that life insurance and annuity and long-term care products, it's like a balloon full of air. Now you can push the air this way, you can push the balloon this way, or you can push it this way, but it's still got the same amount of air in it. And the point there is that there's no company out there that's going to come out with some product that's so much better than anybody else. They all got the same amount of air in the balloon. They can push it this way and make it sound really good this way, but then they got problems up here. Or you can push it like this, but then you got problems over here. So You've got to dig into the, your competitor. There's nobody out there that's going to have some great product that's 10 times better than what you got. You've got to know your strengths and weaknesses. You've got to know their strengths and weaknesses and then be able to communicate that clearly to a client. That's great advice. Love that. You ready for the world famous <laughs> E9 rapid fire questions? All right, I'll do my best. So what's the last book you read? It's a book I reread and it's Moshe Malevsky's Are You a Stock or a Bond? And I think it's so good for this time because people, if all their paychecks are coming in and they're just fine, they're like a bond and they could invest more aggressively. But if they've lost their job, they lost their paycheck, they're worried about losing their house, they're more like a stock and they need to invest more conservatively. And those people would be good people to talk to about having cash value life insurance. They need an emergency fund. I just think it's a really good question to ask people right now. Are you a stock or a bond? Love that. What podcast, book, or blog would you recommend the most to others? Oh, I think yours. I would listen to that one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I like Making that. Good right answer. <laughs> I've got a blog on my website as well, TomHagna.com. If you were not doing what you're doing today, speaking, author, trainer, what do you think that you would be doing? I always said I could be a long haul truck driver. I just love to be out on the road, but I don't know. I'm getting ready to really slow it down. I'm not going to do 200 days a year on the road anymore. I want to play golf. I've been working on my handicap, getting that thing down. I've been working on tennis and I've got some different goals now for this part of my life. You know, we want to do some more travel and, and that's what I'm going to do. Who inspires you today? I get inspired by a lot of people. I would just put on a plug for Joe Jordan. Joe Jordan was always one of my heroes. He's in every one of my books. I wouldn't be here without Joe Jordan. He helped me a lot learning about annuities when I was at MedLife. We were at MedLife together and then we worked together in some managerial roles. And he's a great MDRT speaker. I love Joe Jordan. And I wouldn't be here without the Kinder Brothers either. The Kinder Brothers had a huge impact in my life. I watched their videos, I listened to their audios, and they really fast-tracked me in my own personal production. You mentioned about travel and you've been able to travel the world. What's your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? I'll tell you, I just spoke in Australia last fall, and that has to be one of the funnest trips that I've ever done because they speak English down there too. <laughs> but I mean, Singapore is nice because that's an Asian country, but they speak English there. I was in Thailand, which is an uh, incredibly beautiful country. So, And I lived in Europe for three years. So I, I've really been all over the world. But I'll tell you this, if I never left the United States again, I would not be unhappy. This is the best country in the world by far. I'm right there with you when it comes to Singapore. Well, definitely the US, by the way, but I love Singapore and Thailand yeah. myself as well. 
What's one thing that you cannot live without? I need my iced tea. I drink gallons and gallons of iced tea. I was in the army and I had to sleep on the ground and I was cold and I was hungry many times, cold and hungry like you'd never believe. And so I'm a simple guy. If I have a nice warm room, if I can take a hot shower in the morning, if I can have my iced tea, if I get a nice hot meal, I'm happy, man. I'm not a picky guy at all. Club Capital's a high-tech, forward-leaning company. What's your favorite piece of technology? I don't know. I can't do my business without my phone. I do so much business on this phone. It does everything for me now. I mean, I see what my screen time is and I feel embarrassed sometimes, but I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm researching. It's my public library. It's my word processor. It's my computer. It's my social media. It's my marketing tool. I mean, I do so much on this iPhone. It's unbelievable. I guess that would probably be the one piece that's unbelievable. So people like to mention this, but actually they say that there's more high-tech technology on our phones than there was on the spaceship to send yeah. Apollo 13 into space. Absolutely. And people say, oh, my kids say, oh, you're on your phone all the time. I say, I'm running a business off this thing. You know, and this <laughs> thing is making me a lot of money. So, yeah. yeah. That is very true. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I know the answer to this, but what's your favorite non-work hobby? Uh, I'm a golfer, but I play tennis, I ski, but I'd say golf is what I'm really working on right now. And it's so frustrating because, I mean, I played so many hours of golf and I can still hit a bad shot and I can still miss that putt. And it's just so frustrating. You blade a shot or you fluff it under. It's a maddening game, but it's one that you just keep working on. So that's why, obviously, the Club Capital Leadership Podcast, E9, is we got that from an emergency. Now I'm a golfer myself, so hopefully we'll see each other in the city one day and we'll go play golf. Very good. All right, last question. It is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. So what's the best piece of leadership advice you've ever been given? I think the best leaders are servant leaders and lead by example. And you can do both. Like I tried to be the best wholesaler in the company when I was in charge of the wholesalers. I didn't expect them to do stuff I wasn't going to do. But at the same time, my job was to help them make money and provide for their families. And so I tried to work for them instead of having them work for me. And I think that was my leadership style was to number one, set the example. Number two, sincerely care about them and do everything I could to make their lives better. One thing that I'm super curious to ask, I know that you have a webinar about this on your site, so I don't want you to give it all away, but I think our listeners would definitely benefit from just some tips on how they can thrive like you during these times, because you're saying that you're having the best year yet. So if you could please just. Yeah. Well, nuggets. If you watch that webinar and, and that particular webinar, you can either get at tomhagna.com forward slash webinars or tomhagna.com forward slash lockdown. That'll take you right to that webinar. And I talk about three things. Number one, you got to have the right attitude. You got to keep a positive attitude. It's so easy with all the Debbie Downers out there, how terrible things are. Oh, they took this away. Oh, that interest rate got cut. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I, I tell people, don't have pity parties. Find people who are having the best year ever and talk to them because every company out there, I promise you, has somebody who's having their best year that they've ever had. And you don't want to talk to them. Number two, you got to maintain your activity. You got to increase your level of activity. You got to do things differently than you've ever done before. Okay. And you've got to put it in your calendar. See, the problem is we wake up every day with an empty calendar now. And if you don't fill it, your day's going to go away. So you got to be disciplined. You got to put it in your calendar. You got to keep your activity level high. You got to get into this virtual world. And number three, you got to work on your professional development. Now is the time to sharpen your blade. Spend some time reading, studying, listening, watching. You can learn so much in any of this downtime. And then I share with you some of the lessons learned that we learned that businesses need emergency fund. People need an emergency fund. Three months is not enough. You need to have 12 to 24 months of emergency fund. 
then I give a whole bunch more tips on how to thrive in this environment. So I think that one webinar would definitely be worth watching. And again, your staff members can watch this. You know, many of these people have team members. Well, who's going to teach the team members life insurance any better than I'm going to teach them? And it's all free. I mean, you can watch these webinars for free. So that's what I would encourage people to do. We'll certainly put a link in the show notes to that. But what is, again, that site for the webinars? Where can they find that? Yeah, tomhegna.com forward slash webinars. tomhegna.com forward slash webinars. Tom, it's been great. Thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it and hope that we can have you back on. You bet. Thank you. Bradley, I feel like we got to have Tom for around two, three, and four because that man is a walking encyclopedia. He's incredibly knowledgeable about what he talks about. Not only does he show you how to basically sell life insurance better, but then on top of that, the larger message, in my opinion, is just the importance of getting to know your client's needs, your client's goals long-term as well, so that you can craft a master plan around them. Um, super pumped. Once again, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm more knowledgeable or confused about this because he's just so knowledgeable. What did you think about it? Skills and tools. You're a professional insurance agency owner. I mean, you got to switch from being an amateur to being a pro. And being a pro, you've got to be able to have the right skills and tools to get better and grow your business. And to do that, I mean, he's one of the best in the business that's out there, period. Check out tomhegna.com forward slash webinar, tomhegna.com forward slash webinar. As always, podcast sponsored by Direct Clicks, Matt and Maddie Jones. They're awesome. They're just good people. Give them a call. Until next time, lead well. And stay classy. <laughs>